You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel like who art Ed? Who art is Mr. Wood? Art Ed? Me? Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted Weekly Art History for All Ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at the Longmen Caves, also commonly referred to as the Longmen Grottoes. Situated near Luoyang in China, the Longmen Caves are a breathtaking example of ancient Buddhist art and architecture. They're a UNESCO World Heritage Site and one of the most popular tourist destinations in China. So what makes these caves so popular? First off, for clarity, we're not talking about a natural cave system. The caves are man-made, set into the limestone cliffs that line the banks of the Yi River. Various artists over the span of hundreds of years carved out these spaces as they created around 2,300 grottos and 110,000 Buddhist stone statues ranging in size from about one inch to just over 55 feet tall. The most grand Buddha standing over 55 feet tall Well, I guess technically it was a seated figure, but the statue is just over 55 feet tall. That was carved in the Tang Dynasty. He's surrounded by bodhisattvas, heavenly kings, and thunderbolt holders. It was deliberately intended to send a message about hierarchies. Just as there was one supreme deity over all the others, the Tang Dynasty had a political hierarchy with the emperor reigning supreme, supported by his subordinate officials. These works are a great example of how art, philosophy, power, and politics intertwine. The caves were meticulously carved by skilled artisans who chiseled away at the limestone cliffs to create intricate and detailed sculptures. The process involved removing layers of rock to form caves and then sculpting statues, reliefs, and inscriptions within them. The artworks portray a fusion of Chinese and Indian artistic styles, reflecting the influence of the Buddhist traditions that spread from India to China. They depict not only Buddhist deities such as bodhisattvas, but also emperors, members of the imperial family, and influential monks. While I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on religion, I think it's worth understanding a little bit about Buddhism to understand the art. Buddhism started in India and made its way into China around the first century CE. People used the Silk Road to trade goods, but along the way they also traded ideas, and that's how historians believe Buddhism made its way into China. The philosophy of Buddhism emphasized that suffering was the result of ignorance and greed. Practitioners seek enlightenment through meditation. As I discussed in my episode about sand mandalas, Buddhism encourages people to not become overly attached to the material world, and peace comes from embracing that all things are fleeting and constantly changing. 
The struggle for permanence leads to suffering, making it somewhat ironic that the Longman Caves boast hundreds of statues carved into stone that have remained fixed in place for about 1,500 years. And now it's a protected heritage site, so they'll remain preserved for the foreseeable future. The Longman Caves hold great historical and spiritual significance in China. They serve as a visual record of the country's artistic and cultural development over several centuries. The caves also bear witness to the historical interactions between different dynasties, religions, and cultures. Construction began in the year 494 CE, and it's estimated that around 30,000 people worked on this project in various stages over the hundreds of years. It began under the reign of Emperor Xiaowen of the Northern Wei Dynasty. The project began as a way to solidify Buddhism as the state religion and showcase the dynasty's power and influence. After Buddhism arrived in China via the Silk Road in the first century, it was first adopted by merchants and intellectuals drawn to the philosophy, but the ruling class also saw potential for Buddhism to promote social order. Buddhist monasteries became centers of learning as well as art. They were a refuge for cultural exchange, and the Buddhist philosophy blended with the traditional Chinese philosophies of Confucianism and Taoism, leading to a Chinese spin on it with Zen Buddhism and Pure Land Buddhism. Now, there's a lot going on in the Longman Caves, and I won't be able to get into 2,300 different caves. So I'm going to just cover some of the specifics on one of the most prominent caves for a better understanding. The central Binyang Cave was one of three commissioned by Emperor Xuan Wu in the year 508 CE. Sincere apologies on what I'm sure are many mispronunciations throughout this episode. I'm doing my best, but obviously not a native speaker. While the emperor did commission three caves, the other two were never completed. Still, in the central cave, we see quite a bit. The largest figure in the cave is the Buddha. There's some debate as to whether it's intended to represent Shakyamuni, uh, the historic Buddha from India who got it all started around the 5th or 6th century BCE, or if it's intended to be Maitreya, the Buddha of the future. Those who believe it to be uh, Maitreya point to the giving mudra or the hand gesture. The Buddha is seated on his lion throne, and surrounding him we see two bodhisattvas and two disciples. Surrounding all of them, the walls, floor, and ceiling of the cave are all carved in low relief. There's a lotus carved in the center of the ceiling, and halos around the figures. In the relief sculpture, we can see deities appearing to come down from the heavens with scarves trailing behind them. There's a lot of emphasis on fabric, as all the carved figures appear draped in epically pleated robes. The folds in the fabric become almost an abstraction as these robes and scarves overwhelm the figure. And if all of that intricate carving weren't enough, these caves were also painted. Today, the paint is worn off, but there are still traces of pigments indicating that these were filled with vivid blues, reds, ochre, and gold. The Longman Caves were intended to be places of worship, pilgrimage, and meditation, and certainly being surrounded by so much amazing artwork would be an overwhelming, awe-inspiring experience. While much of this is meant to be very soothing and serene, the sculptures are not just decorations. They were narratives, stories carved in stone. 
They depicted scenes from the life of the Buddha, Buddhist parables, and celestial realms, serving as visual guides for spiritual contemplation and devotional practice. Of course, as I said earlier, it wasn't just about Buddha. They also showed monks, disciples, and bodhisattvas. For those not familiar with the term, a bodhisattva is a person who has achieved sort of high levels of enlightenment, but they postpone entering nirvana, the state of peace and freedom from suffering. They choose to wait on nirvana so that they can help guide others to achieve enlightenment. So basically, one of the oldest religions or philosophical traditions tells us that teachers endure suffering because helping others to learn and grow is the most noble of pursuits. That and nirvana sounds awesome. But never mind all that. The Longmen Caves have remained an important site of Buddhist practice and pilgrimage throughout the ages. Because they were constructed over such a long period, the sculptures of the Longmen Caves not only reflect the religious tradition, they track changes in artistic style over the centuries. The style of the sculptures can be categorized into three main periods. There's the Northern Wei, Eastern Wei, and Tang dynasties. The Northern Wei sculptures are known for their elegance and simplicity with slender figures and gentle expressions. Eastern Wei period introduces a more elaborate style characterized by intricate details and ornate clothing. And finally, the Tang Dynasty sculptures showcase a combination of naturalism and idealism with realistic figures and graceful poses. Over the centuries, each era has left its mark on the stone, and all of these stone figures have left their mark on the world. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.